Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but we look at things through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Felicia Prasad, founder of Invest Caribbean and Heartbeat Communications. Conversations like this one with Felicia help pull me out of the API echo chamber, and it helps me understand how APIs are being used to solve the world-world communication needs of different countries, not just keeping the countries informed, but also keeping the world knowing what's going on in each country. Let's start simple. Let's start with the basics. Who are you and, and what do you do? Hi, I'm Felicia Prasad. I'm CEO of Heartbeat Communications and ICN LLC. And basically, I am an entrepreneur that uh, works in the Caribbean sector, but also promotes advertising, digital advertising, as well as investment in that region. So it's a little bit of a couple of hats that I wear, but uh, definitely um, it's exciting. And also the focus is, of course, always on technology. Everything we do is tech related. So tell me a little bit about the role you play in in bringing uh, information about, about your region to the world, but also, I think, bringing information uh, to, to, your re- to your area from, from what's going on in the rest of the world. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's. I'm very lucky because I'm able to live in the U.S. and and work from here. So I have both uh, markets really um, focusing on, and that has enabled me to be able to not just help the Caribbean region in terms of bringing them up to speed digitally and in terms of what the first world requirements are. Many times they're lagging behind on that, and that is a constant issue that we have to deal with. But we're also able to now tell investors and, of course, bigger corporations of the importance of this region beyond just tourism, beyond just partying, beyond just having sun, sea, and sand promotion. And that is really um, where our job is. So it gets a little tedious and tricky at times. But I think, uh, you know, we, I like it because I am very passionate about the, the region of my birth. And so... So how I mean how far along is how this bridge between between the US and the Caribbean as far as technology is concerned like how is it developing and evolved over the years since you first started doing this Well it's very interesting I can tell you like when we first started our news site which was then Heartbeat News now it's News Americas um we basically were the only daily uh focused on that region. And and so that was very interesting at the time. And since then, because of course of the advent of technology and the ease of being able to set up a site, there's just so many new sites that have grown up in the Caribbean in each country. So that is just one example of how far the technology has brought the region and of course the world closer together. The Caribbean and the U.S., of course, have always had a great relationship. I think where the disconnect has been is really where people think of the Caribbean not as a very serious place to do business. And that is really where the investor issue comes in for us at Invest Caribbean, because Invest Caribbean that we own is really promotes uh, investments in that region and trying to get people to think of the Caribbean beyond just a very big, you know, party tourism destination. 
And so that is really something that we you do ongoing, but I think more and more you're seeing the viability that people are understanding that the region has a whole lot more to offer. And I think the region is understanding itself that it also has a lot to offer as well. But the challenge that we have is relating to two things. One is capital going into the region to help especially the small to medium businesses. And then the understanding of many small to medium businesses of how they can actually use technology. And that is really a key. I'll give you an example. Just yesterday, I had this conversation with a client who is actually promoting art in the Caribbean. And they have an art gallery. They have an exhibit that they do. They've been doing this for years. However, their knowledge of technology and web promotion and everything is just completely off. But then they just don't listen to us. They think they know it all and they can do what they're doing. And they've been doing this for 10 years. And so that's the sort of challenges that you have as well to deal with. Yeah, bringing people up to speed on where technology is and the role that it is. And social media, I think, tends to um, seem like I remember, you know, trying to convince people right after Facebook and Twitter and other and Instagram were were on the scene that it's a real business tool. It's not just a hobby, play, fun thing. And so is social media a a big part of what you're trying to convince these folks of that they need to have a, a larger presence? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, it's also like the basics, like things that they don't understand that they have to do, like ensuring their listings are correct. Uh, Google optimization and claiming their listings on Google, um, things like SEO. They don't they don't get the reason and the need for them to do that. They also uh, think of social media as just something that they can just do once a month, maybe like show up a post whenever. And then they expect to get results from it without even doing any sort of promotion around that content. And so that was the issue we had yesterday. They were saying, well, we've paid you to do SEO, but we don't see the site traffic. And and I'm like, well, you've paid us to do SEO. We're doing that. But you're not actually doing any digital advertising or promotion that actually is driving any traffic. So that is not our fault. And so it's that sort of ongoing education that you have to do, especially, I think, with, with businesses and people from the region, they may not even live there. They may be, be living here in the U.S., but they still think like digital is some big scary thing that they really can't get a handle of. So their uh, solution in their minds, I guess, is to just leave it alone. But the world is moving so fast. And I think COVID has even pushed it much further along. And people are now coming to the realization, hey, we really have to understand uh, this digital thing that they that they say quote unquote and uh, and get behind it. So, do you feel like oh, these businesses should be getting should be understanding how all of this works, or should they be staying focused on what they do best and then relying on on experts like you? But they should be putting more trust into what you're offering and the services that 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 can help them and and invest in it in a sustained way. I think, yes, I think both. I think we really promote a hybrid understanding because we try to explain to them, first of all, what we're doing 
and why we're doing it. And I think that is really the key, if they can understand that. Because I think when you say these technical terms to them, it sort of goes over their head. So if we say, okay, we're doing SEO, they're like, oh, what is SEO? To them, that is supposed to immediately drive traffic to their website and they're supposed to get business from that. And we're like, no, that's not how it works. So you have to kind of dig down and explain to it to them. And I think if they understand the basics, they can then go around and understand exactly what you're doing. And so, yes, they're hiring the expert to do it, but then they also have a clear understanding of what it is. And I think that really augurs for a better relationship than them not understanding. And then they're arguing with you and questioning you and, and it becomes very tense. So it's really, uh, I think, something that has to really focus on education. And unfortunately, many, especially in the older generation, of course, they're lagging way behind. And like you said, you know, they're thinking social media was just some kind of thing that was going to go away and that they're going to play around with it. And it's for young people to play around. And now they're realizing this is a serious business tool that I have to use. And, and, and they're just, they're just way behind. They don't know how to do it. So how about the other side, as far as getting more investment to, to realize that, that the Caribbean is, is somewhere they should be putting money and, and that there's opportunities beyond tourism and, and, and partying, as you said, um, you know, I mean, cause art, I mean, and you have a lot of tourists, you have a lot of pres you know, people being down there. I mean, art seems like a good one, but is it news stories? Is it showcasing existing success stories? Like how do you, how do you, what's, what's the most important tool in your toolbox to, to get investors tuned in? Well, you know, we started Invest Caribbean actually about 10 years ago, and it's interesting. We started out as a conference with the Caribbean Tourism Organization at the time, and really it was about really telling the Wall Street investors, hey, look, the Caribbean is coming, they're prime ministers, everybody's coming to, the re to, to New York once a year. Let's just have a chat and see how, you know, what their needs are, what they're promoting. And that's how we started. And what we quickly uh, realized was that the governments themselves were unable to really sell their country because they were so busy uh, kind of posing for pictures and photos and not really networking with the investors. So they were all excited to be in New York and be meeting these guys, but they really were not able to do business. And so the investors were frustrated and of course, we're the, you know, the middle ground. And so they're complaining to us and saying, hey, you know, we want to do business, but we really don't get these guys. I don't think they understand business. And because we're, you know, we're, we're American citizens and we live here, we understand both cultures. We were able to sort of set up a way where now the people can, the investors can actually come to us and let us be the liaison to the governments and to actually help them. Uh, with their projects that they're doing, whether it's hotel investment, whether which is big in the region, um, whether it's now renewable energy, and then a few countries that are opening up on the marijuana sector as well. So there are a number of interests that investors are now having, and they're sort of coming around to seeing the region as more uh, likely to be like the next Latin America because Latin America is lagging. And so the Caribbean, especially with Guyana now coming on stream with their oil and becoming one of the richest countries uh, closely in the world with oil. Now, I think the region is really poised um, to excel. So we're there, uh, you know, continuously promoting it. 
and trying to be that bridge where we, we offer capital uh, matching with investors and people there in the region with their projects. And that's how we operate um, with Invest Caribbean. Sounds like we need some digital literacy for government officials as well, like maybe some classes they could take before they, they go do their work about the importance of social media and other things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that is something that is going to be important because I think COVID, again, has revealed a lot of inadequacies. And even the IDB, I think, is investing now in uh, in closing the digital divide. That is a very big thing. Because if you look on many of the government sites, you will see like so uh, they're far behind in terms of of in, of, of really, um, you know, urgent data, really uh, consistent in their social media. It's not happening. Um, and many of them have no real idea. So they're now grappling to catch up. And I think that is really where we want to be, uh, you know, focusing as well and making sure that we're there to, to really tap into that um, growing marketplace as well. Yeah, definitely. I support that. I work. I worked for the Obama administration, and I a lot of most of the work that I did was just going from agency to agency, helping people understand uh, what an API was, what mobile apps, what social, what cloud, what all of these concepts are. That is amazing. That is interesting. It's so fascinating to learn of your background. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So. What's what's big for you this coming year now that I mean, I, I, I hesitate to say we're, we're coming out of the, the covid reality because I don't think I don't think we are. And I don't think we we ever fully will to a certain degree. I yeah. think we're always going to be different because of it. But what's what's top of mind for the next year for you? Well, I absolutely agree with you. I don't think COVID is going anywhere. We just have to learn to deal with it in our new reality. And I think that reality is digital. It is virtual and everything around it, that is our new reality and people just have to catch up to it. So our focus this year is really on pushing this new digital platform that we have, um, that we have just invested in. And it offers a bunch of different services, just like I spoke about uh, in terms of the optimization, the listings, just everything that they can do on a monthly basis without a huge overhead. And that is really our key is, is critically offering these services, but being able to have it affordable. And that is important to us. And that is what we're doing um, right now. That's our big push uh, right now for this year. So do you feel like what you're offering is a, is a blend between uh, digital? I mean, I know you're a digital platform, but you're very much also selling, I think, a f the, the physical experience of, of the region combined seamlessly with this digital experience. Absolutely, absolutely. You got that right. So we kind of have to learn what hats we're wearing at the time. And that is something that I've gotten very used to doing. So I can jump from a digital call to actually talking to an investor about actually hard assets there in the region. And that's something that I have developed in terms of my skill set over the, the years of just doing this. Um, but you're absolutely right. We have to really make sure that we are promoting the physical asset as well, because that is really important, um, especially to the wider world. But then to the region, what is important is the digital 
transformation that has to happen. So we just have to do two, unfortunately, simultaneously at times. Uh, but that's really, you know, where we are and where we're sitting. And we just, we've just learned how to juggle. So what, what do you do when you're, when you're uh, in the Caribbean to get offline and, and to fully immerse yourself in, in the experience? It's interesting because I am a very introverted person. So when I don't have to deal with clients and people, I just like to be by myself. So I choose solace. And those are things like um, finding like a way out, a beach that, that none of the tourists know and go to, or just the rural countryside where there is like, you know, these small waterfalls and going there because I'm a big mindfulness person. So I like to meditate and, you know, and, and get into that, that time space that is just really just suits my mind. And that is really what I, I choose to do in the Caribbean. Unfortunately, it is also one of those times where I can really try to get into a party mood. And that's really, I tell people, it's the only time I actually party is in the Caribbean because you can actually go to a bar and there's just great music. And, you know, you just feel a little more freer and less kind of conscious, uh, self-conscious. And so I think it's really a good time. Those are the, the things that I like to do. I know a lot of people just go there to like hang out and drink and, and, and do other things. But I, those are my, uh, you know, go-to things. And of course, great food. You can't beat that. It's just really great food all around. So that is my thing. I'm a foodie and I just love it. Yeah. So, I mean, the Caribbean, is it, is it a serious place where I could come and, and run my startup, but still find that, that balance of life that I need? Definitely, definitely. I mean, there. Each country, of course, is 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 just it has its own individual merits. Um, but there are a bunch of expats who have migrated to the Caribbean um, from you know even when Donald Trump took over to now. Everybody either Saint Croix, Saint Croix actually has uh, this huge uh, center that they have set up there, and that of course is a U.S. territory, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, Barbados is opening up to a lot of nomads as well. And a lot of the Dutch and French Caribbean countries are taking the same model. Um, you know, I would recommend those more because it's less crime. And that is something that people also, of course, are very aware of. It, it, you know, a lot of Caribbean countries, there are the crime is a big deal. And so you have to investigate that. But I find Barbados is very good. Um, you know, the, the Dutch Caribbean, St. Martin, uh, Bonaire, um, those smaller outside islands, they have the infrastructure, they have the capacity, the technologies there, you know, they have high speed internet and everything is just suited um, for people who just want to like work from the beach. As I always say, if you want to work from the beach, uh, those are some ideal places that you want to like check out. Yeah, I think... Um... Many of us are looking for a little bit of a change, still be able to work hard, but then step out the door and 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 find the, the time to to get away from from other concerns we have Absolutely. and then come back and work Absolutely. hard again. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's interesting you mentioned that because this this project I mentioned in St. Croix was something that I was working with them very closely on, and that was their goal was really to attract people who wanted 
to really not even leave the U.S. because it is a U.S. territory, like I said, but you're in the Caribbean. And people just, you know, they can go there, of course, without having to have a work permit or anything. And they set up this huge center that was all about people who were there. And a lot of U.S. companies actually have uh, set up their offshore offices there and are, you know, they're, they're going back and forth, working virtually sometimes there and, of course, sometimes here. And it's it's really working out very well for them. And I think Barbados jumped on that um, just, just at the start of the COVID and they established a nomad visa where people can actually go and live there for a year and work without having to have a work permit or anything. And subsequently, a bunch of these countries now hit by the tourism um, fallout, they actually adopted that. And that has become a big deal and, and actually helped their economies in COVID. Uh, it was very interesting to see the transformation from just people who went there to party and to hang out and relax and people who actually went there to actually set up their business and work from there. Yeah, I think that's going to be an important next wave of evolution to to continue laying that foundation for the economy that's going to be needed across the islands. And then hopefully some yes, of these... And because it's close to the U.S., I think everybody, you know, thinks the Caribbean is like their, their back door, their neighbor, their third border. And essentially, it's really easy to get to. It doesn't have the terrorism, doesn't have any sort of, of the issues that we see in other parts of the world. And I think that is really one of the big uh, pluses of that region. Yeah. Well, any, uh, to the listeners, sounds like an opportunity to uh, for the next stage of your business and 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 to get some of that 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 beach time and, and uh, balance that I think we're all looking for right now. Uh, so where where can they head to find more information about what 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 y'all are building? Oh, absolutely. InvestCaribbeanNow.com is our spot for that. And also HeartbeatCommunications.com. So our two uh, our two websites, our two companies um, give you all the information on what we're doing, not just in the Caribbean, but all our digital offerings as well. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you being here with us today and sharing this. It's a uh, interesting view of the the world um, and hope maybe our paths will cross sometime and, and we can meet in person down there. Hopefully. And I thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to Felicia for stopping by. For more on Felicia, you can find her on LinkedIn and you can learn more about Heartbeat Communications at heartbeatcommunications.com. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events, slash breaking, dash changes. I'm your host, Kim Lane, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.